From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Wisconsin appears to be moving ahead with Election Day, Tuesday, April 7th, despite multiple lawsuits to move the date because of the coronavirus and an 11th-hour plea from Democratic Governor Tony Evers. He called the Republican-controlled legislature into special session to push the date to late May and conduct an all-male election. The GOP went into special session Saturday as required and then immediately adjourned without taking up Evers' proposal. Meanwhile, Republican leaders also challenged a federal judge's decision late last week to allow absentee ballots to be accepted in election clerks' offices until a week from today. And another lawsuit pushes for the election to be moved months into the future, in part because of challenges faced by lower-income voters. So, J.R., could you summarize where things stand with the legal challenges and developments over the past few days? Well, pretty much a little bit up in the air. And the reason I say that is we're all waiting on the U.S. Supreme Court to respond to a request from the state and national Republican parties, as well as Republican lawmakers, to basically overturn or put put on hold, I should say, a ruling from the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, which basically okayed a judge's order from last week to push back to 4 p.m. April 13th, the deadline to receive absentee ballots. So normally, in a normal election, uh, absentee ballots have to be returned to uh, in the polling place by 8 p.m. on election day. They have to be in by then to be counted. What judges' ruling from last week means is you have six days after the election to get your absentee ballot back. Now that order also pushed back by one day, the deadline to request an absentee ballot. Um, it also made another change, which was reversed by the Seventh Circuit, but on Saturday, the Seventh Circuit said the first two pieces about absentee ballots are good, and now Republicans want the U.S. Supreme Court, specifically uh, Justice Kavanaugh, to say, no, we're going to put that on hold because their fear is that you're allowing people to cast ballots after Election Day. Uh, the impression I've gotten from the Republican lawmakers is that they'd be okay if, for example, your ballot had to be postmarked by Election Day and then, you know, figure out when it have to be in, but they're raising concerns that when you're voting after election, that's not appropriate. Uh, Democrats obviously are taking a different tack, saying that this is a necessary step and the very unusual circumstance that we have right now with this election, and that if you don't allow people that extra time, they're not they're going to be disenfranchised because what you're seeing are delays in getting absolute ballots to people, or we're seeing like anecdotally people saying, well, I requested it days ago, I haven't gotten it yet. Um, there could be some challenges to when you mail your ballot, when it's going to receive. So there are all these issues like that that Democrats want to have a bigger window to get those ballots in because they fear otherwise you're going to have some people who are going to be left, uh, left out of the process. What do you think will come of Democratic State Senator Lena Taylor's lawsuit that she and others filed in federal court late last week to move the election to September 8th? Taylor is also running for Milwaukee mayor. I never predict what courts are going to do. Um, it's a dangerous business, but... If you look at what happened last week with Judge Conley and Madison, he said it wasn't a federal judge's place to step in and delay the election, that it was basically up to the governor and lawmakers, who he chided quite strongly several times for failing to do so, but he said that's their responsibility, not mine. So if the judge who gets that case follows what Conley did, then there's your answer. But 
you know, nobody's bound by what Conley did. So keep your eye on that suit. Um, what is noteworthy is we have a lot of moving pieces of this election, how it's being run last minute. There is a huge potential for there to be some confusion for voters about what's going on and when things have to be done. For example, there is a window where you have to, when you turn in an absentee ballot, let's get a witness signature on your ballot, on the envelope you mail back your ballot in. There is a window of a little more than a day in which Conley's decision is in place that overturned that requirement. Now, the Seventh Circuit changed that piece of his ruling, uh, said it's up to the Elections Commission to kind of, you know, provide guidance on what you can do to meet that requirement. But what happens to those ballots? We don't know. We haven't got an answer from Elections Commission, at least not over the weekend. We're waiting for a Monday conference call with those guys to figure out what they're doing to address that because it's a, it's a unique situation where you could have mailed in your ballot Thursday afternoon, Friday morning without a, a signature, and it still, what's going to happen to it? I, I don't know. Getting back to Republicans rejecting Governor Evers' call to move the election to late May, what were their reasons for wanting to keep Wisconsin's election day tomorrow with thousands of people voting in person? Uh, they argued a couple of things. One, that the governor was on the same page they were just a few weeks ago, that there are all these local offices that are also up on the ballot on Tuesday, and that those, if you don't fill those offices, and they become vacant, and that that would not be a good thing. Um, they've argued that it can be done safely, that clerks are have a lot of ingenuity, and they're going to be able to um, address these things, find things like drive-through voting or, you know, set up appropriate polling sites. They feel like that this election should go on, uh, and to not do it would be, you know, inappropriate. Um, you know, and Governor Evers, to be honest, I mean, up until a couple of weeks ago, he was pushing for this election to be on Tuesday, April 7th. Then he began to kind of shift a little bit. You know, first it was, you know, hey, get absentee ballots, vote that way if you're concerned. This will all be okay. We should keep, you know, not let these local laws be vacant. Then it was, hey, we should mail absentee ballots to everybody, every registered voter in the state. Republicans said that's not going to happen. That's a fantasy because it's just too late in the process. He then filed a front of court brief in one of these lawsuits in federal court about how the election is being held, making some recommendations about how absentee ballots should be uh, treated. Then he, you know, agreed with the rulings, said later on that if he could, he would have changed the, the date on his own, but he doesn't have that power, so he can't. It's up to lawmakers. Then he called the lawmakers for special session to come in and change the date. So the governor kind of shifted, but, it, you know, from his perspective, it's because the science has suggested to him that this is more serious and needs to be treated differently than it was just a few weeks ago. And with so many changes, that is, consolidated polling places, likely confusion over the election process, and the fact that people may stay away from the polls out of concerns over public health, do you think the election results will be contested? Oh, let's just look at the Supreme Court race. If that race is close, you can bet something that the person who lost is going to file a lawsuit. Now, again, I make no, no predictions of what courts will do or how those things will play out, but it just seems like a foregone conclusion that you're going to have some kind of lawsuit um, if it's a close race because it's how this election has played out. Now, we have no idea what uh, in-person voting will look like on Tuesday, uh, if there's going to be a lot of people turning out. I mean, with all the court all lawsuits going on, maybe another court steps in, you never know. But we're right now at like one, we were over the weekend, like 1.2 million absentee ballots requested which actually had exceeded the number of votes cast in the 2019 race for Supreme Court. Now, the caveat there is we have a, a presidential primary in the ballot on the Democratic side. Now, there's a, 
President Trump's on the Republican side, but not really not being challenged. But you have a presidential primary in the ballot. Well, in um, 2016, there are 1.1 million votes in the Republican primary for president alone and 1 million Democratic ones. So we're well behind right now, the FC ballots versus what turnout was like for that election in 2016. I have no idea what in-person voting look like on Tuesday, if that's going to close the gap. But we're not really seeing the turnout that we would normally see with uh, a presidential primary in the ballot right now. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.